Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, as always... A very tired and exhausted gator. Oh, we'll get to you being tired in a little bit. (laughs) That is on my show notes, but for now, we'll just go ahead and start the episode. Yes. So, yeah, we did go to Indianapolis this past weekend. It was a great time. It was a great time. It was the... Second stop on the 2020 Nick and Gator Traveling Freak Show and Cigar Evangelical Revival. The name is so dumb. And we so will, very dumb. We will get into all of the wackiness from the trip. You know, I may be hyping it a little bit. This was a bit more of a low key. This trip was a lot more low key than that debacle than the Chicago in Chicago. Trip. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This one. But of the Chicago trip, the the lounge ultimate was the bright spot. That's yeah. for sure. I the rest say, of the trip, we want to highlight. We want to specify that we don't want to make it seem like the, that was a debacle. But the rest of it was kind of a debacle. no. Ultimate was ultimate was great, man. They yeah. rocked. So, well, today we are going to be kicking off a month of activity here to highlight. We have so much more room for activities in to March. Highlight a <laughs> boutique brand that. You know, I've gotten we've to, fallen in love we, with. We've gotten to know and, and enjoy. So we're calling this Martinez Madness March here at the Cigar that's, Pulpit. That's the best name you could come up with? Well, Martinez Madness? Well, yeah, but it's March. Martinez March. March met Martinez? Can't say March met. Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> it's kind of like the Super Bowl. Oh, oh, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so no. Well, you can say it once, and then you get the cease and then desist. Then you get the cease and desist. Yes. But anyway, so no, we're going to be kind of highlighting Martinez cigars. And so today we have and an if interview. if you haven't tried them, guys, I mean, seriously. Yes, exactly. They're based out of New York. But you'll learn all that here in just a minute, because we do have an interview with Dave Rivera. He's the director of sales and marketing with Martinez Cigars, and that'll be coming up in a minute. But first, but first, you and I will be kicking off with the Martinez Flat Iron Number One. This is a good-looking stick. I love the band. This is a six by fifty-four Toro. It is uh, a box press. It's like a monochrome band, black and uh, silver. Really, really good-looking stick. The filler and binder are both Nicaraguan tobacco, and the wrapper is a uh, Ecuadorian wrapper. Ooh, so. So we got that going on. And yeah, and then on the band there. And it's a box press, it, so Jeff's happy. I know. And on the <laughs> band there, Gator's um, excited. it has the namesake of the cigar, the historic Flatiron Building from New York City. That's cool. And it so, protrudes up from the band. It does. Really neat. It is a very fancy looking band. It really is. Well, it's that time now that we go ahead and cut the cigar. Ooh. Are so I will. I am going to be v- using the V cutter. You again. know, I hate to tell you this. I think you I'm going to do the V cut as well on this. All right. So yep. we're going to both use the Calibri Deep V cutter. Yes, we are because we can. That's what we can do. So this that Calibri is a really nice cutter. I know, and we're not even getting paid by Calibri to say that. No, we should although, be. <laughs> although, if I say it one more time, I'm going to probably ask Calibri We're going to start that. sending him a bill. I was going to say, start sending him an invoice saying, hey, buddy, I, I've given you a lot of publicity for this cutter. Ooh, look at that. Yep. So. Hmm. Looks like a Pac-Man now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you getting on your cold there, buddy? On the cold, it's just kind of maybe a little, little leathery. You really get it on the cold retro. Do the cold retro on this. Oh, God. Have you Fine. had a stick yet today? No, I have not okay, had good. a stick so yet Okay, good. So you have a virgin palette right now. Do the cold retro, and you're going to really get that leather. 
You're getting it, aren't you? I don't get anything. All I get is the taste on the tongue Mm. from the cigar there. I don't get anything. See, it's funny. I'm not getting it at all on the... uh, the retro hail, or I'm sorry, cold draw. on the cold draw. I'm not getting it at all on the cold draw, but on the cold retro, I am getting that leather that you're talking about. <sighs> anyway. What a good constructed stick, too. It is. Martinez makes some quality cigars, and you know that's one of the things that we get into in the interview. Is Martinez is a it's a it's a small family owned brand out of New York City, and they've been at it for what you since know, 1974, if I'm not mistaken. Forty, yeah, forty five. Yeah. Well, last year was their. 45th anniversary, so yeah, this year would be 46, so 74. And I was, uh, I was four years old when they started this company. And yeah, possibly I mean, five, depending on the start date pre August 21st or post August 21st. Well, they make wouldn't it be something if it was on my birthday? It now would we be got something. Yes. I don't think it is, but no, they make I got a one in 365 chance. You do, or 365 and a quarter, depending on leap day. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Leap Day. I got to explain Leap Day to Nick this week. That's true. I didn't understand why it was once every however many years. Every four because the rotation of the earth is an extra quarter day every year. I didn't get that. So, anyway. But you do now. I do now. You actually gave me a legit answer. And (laughs) And I was shocked. I was was like, holy crap, that makes sense. And I think you actually mean it. And I'm impressed that you just, like, rattled that off. I must have caught you were tired. (laughs) <laughs> I caught you when you were tired. You were I too, legitimately gave you an you answer. Were too tired to be stupid. So, I've been too tired to be stupid most of the weekend. Yeah. Okay. So we'll get into that in a little bit here. But first, what are you getting on the stick? Ooh. I mean, it's spice and leather, man. Yeah, it is. I'm getting like a real spice. Did you do a retro yet? I have not done a you retro. You get the spice yet. on the retro a lot. You get the leather on the smoke. You get the spice on the retro. <laughs> yep. Definitely a spice on the retro. Oh, that's good. Definitely. It's a darker cigar than I uh, normally go for, but I like this. According to Martinez, it is a medium to full-bodied smoke, which I could believe that. Yeah, I think that's I could totally, I could totally believe that. But I had a good time hanging out with these guys out in Vegas at TPE. and uh, These guys are rock solid. Oh, they, yeah. they actually reached out to us initially and... yeah. Got, and, got and us hooked up with a sample, and we yeah. we smoked it. If you go back and listen, it's probably our worst <laughs> recording job that we've done because the internal mic on the computer took over instead of the soundboard. But it, it was, was the, our uh, the Christmas Chris, Christmas gift suggestion episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is one of our most downloaded, one of our worst one audio of our productions. Worst audio production. But we smoked that cigar. Ah, it and just made me sick. Fell in love with these. Not guys. the cigar, the audio quality. Oh yeah, cigar was fantastic. We had a great show, and you know it just sounds. Like we're in a tin can. Yeah. So, but you know, people people still enjoyed it. There was a lot of good information in it. Yep. So I got I got we we got no complaints about it other than you and I. It just wasn't up to our normal audio quality. Quality of standard. Yes. Yes. The Nick and Gator quality of standard. Yeah. Well, how about we go ahead and jump into the interview now with Dave, so that we can. Uh, yeah, I have not got to hear that. this. Nick did this interview on his own, so I'm looking forward I to hearing say, it. We'll, we'll do that. And then we'll come back, and then we'll, we'll jump into our recap of our trip to Indianapolis. You want to stick around for this, folks. It was We had a good time. It was a good time. Yeah, we had a really was, good time. It was a good time. So. I like that Chicago trip that Nick organized. Dear God, that trip wasn't as bad as you're trying to hype it up to be. Uh, we got to get a inch on to anyway. talk about it. All right. Well, this is my interview with Dave Rivera, Director of Sales and Marketing with Martinez Cigars. 
Well, I'm joined by Dave Rivera. He's the Director of Marketing and Sales for Martinez Cigars. How are you, Dave? I'm doing good, Nick. Thanks for having me on the show today. Hey, no problem, man. So, a little backstory for the listeners here. Sometime, eh, I'd say late last year, Martinez Cigars reached out to us and said, you know, hey, would you guys like to try one of our cigars? And so... Jeff and I, being who we are, we never say no to two things. We never say no to a free meal, and we never say no to a free cigar. So we uh, <laughs> very quickly said, hell yeah, send us your stuff. And um, so we got them, and I uh, I had them, and I was getting them, you know, acclimated to the to my humidor and, and, you know, to the environment and everything. And we were, we were sitting around, and we're wondering, like, what are we going to smoke in this week's episode? And... I had these cigars at my house and we're sitting, we're going to record in the garage. And I'm just like, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess we could smoke these if you want. And just like, well, have you had one yet? And I said, no. And so we, we took a flyer. I mean, man, we, we took a flyer and it's like we said in that episode, it's like, man, I hope these are good. Cause if they're not, I'm going to feel really bad, like shitting on them. But, uh, thankfully they were very yes. good cigars. <laughs> I was so nervous on that episode when I'm sitting there. You're telling me uh, the episode came out. So I'm sitting on my computer doing some work and then listening to your podcast. And once I heard, well, we've never done this before. So we've never tried a cigar while we're doing the show. I pretty much put everything down. I said, oh, boy, Uh I know we're going to do well. But you never know nowadays, depending on the shipping, the cigar goes. But I felt confident. I was like, you just never know. And then listening to the show and hearing your your response to the cigar, I was really happy, and I was so happy you guys were able to enjoy it. Oh, they were fantastic. And, in fact, I actually just lit up um, a Martinez 45 Series um, Torpedo, mm-hmm. which is what we smoked in that episode. So I'm yes. I'm not – I didn't just like them then. I continue to like and smoke them now. So. I'm actually smoking the, the Don Antonio Maduro now, which is my afternoon smoke. It's a really great um, – Dominican Nicaraguan blend with a uh, Sumatra binder, and then we finish it off with a uh, Brazilian Maduro wrapper, which is really nice. It's creamy, nutty, got a great draw, and the finish is just incredible. So That's awesome. um, I'm mostly of a medium to full guy, but this one always fits me well right in the beginning of the day. So it's really nice. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so uh, you know, so okay, so that that's kind of how. And and then, needless to say, I met Dave and the rest of the guys from Martinez out at TPE when I was out there in January. And you know, we hit it off. And I want I've been meaning to get Dave and and Martinez on the show. And so this kind of just worked out really, really well. So, tell us about Martinez Cigars. Sure, sure. Um, so we're a family-owned business, uh, second generation. It was started by Antonio Martinez. Uh, in 1974, we are the oldest cigar factory in all of New York, uh, been in business for 45 years, and it's currently being run by uh, Mr. Antonio's father, Jesus, who's taken over the business. Let's say they're going into about almost 20 years now, and um, he's doing pretty much the same thing his father has done um, and taking that care and, and detail to cigars in terms of the structure, the great blending, and, and the finish. So we're here located in the heart of New York City on 29th Street and 7th, uh, between uh, 7th, 6th and 7th Avenue. And we're still in the same location since we were, since day one. Everything's still original. Everything is, neon sign is back to 74. So if you walk into the factory, you go into a little bit of a time warp and you're 
you you set your back into like the 1970s. It's one of the most incredible experiences that you could ever have coming into somewhere like this in New York City. Um, so we do everything that we make comes right from the factory. A lot, a lot of difference. The difference between our company and a lot of boutique companies is a lot of them, which is still great. Don't get me wrong, but they're just made outside of the United States and then they're brought in. We make everything here. Everything that we construct, everything that we plan, everything, any idea that comes out that gets out to the market, we make it right here in the States. And we're really proud of that. And, you know, being the oldest in New York and one of 50 that still makes cigars in the the United States, it's something that we really, really pride ourselves in. And and we want to continue making cigars here in the States, even when we get bigger, which hopefully we will. And, um, yeah, we want to keep everything here. and, And we're really proud of what we do. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, tell me about your blenders. You've got four blenders on site that are that are rolling cigars like all day long, correct? Yes, we have um, we have four blenders um, that have been rolling cigars since they were probably thirteen years old. So everyone has about thirty thirty five years experience of rolling cigars. They've worked from companies from the Fuentes to Davidoff to La Aurora. So the experience that we have is top notch. The construction you'll see in our cigars are always going to be consistent. Our biggest thing is quality over quantity. So when you get a smoke from us, you're going to be able to see. You'll feel that structure. You'll see that quality in the ash. And just the flavors are just top-notch. One of our blenders that we have is uh, Marino. And he can, you can sit there and watch him smoke, and he'll take out a leaf and just burn it. And just look how the tobacco burns with the flames, and he'll be like, all right, let me put this aside and mix it with this, and then he'll come up with something out of nowhere, and he'll just say, here, try this. And it's a little, that being we call it, a little pencil-type cigar. And you'll try it, and you're like, oh, wow, this is pretty incredible. So that's the type of care and, and detail that we go into our cigars. So it's, it shows in our product, and when you come in to see us, you, you can sit there and watch just how it's done. And it's, it's one of the unique things that we provide and offer to the, to the public. That's the really cool part about what you guys are doing there is that it's so open and transparent to the public. I mean, when we were at TPE, you had your big backdrop at your booth and it was just a picture of, you know, your shop and the rollers there. And you were telling, you know, myself and everybody walking up to the table that, hey, you know, when you come into the to the shop, this is what you see. This is, you know, you see these guys sitting there rolling cigars and, you know, how like people will come in and and the the room will be filled with suitcases because you know as soon as people yeah. get into town you know they'll just stick their bags there and come in for a smoke right yeah it's it's one of the most interesting things you're going to see we open at about six thirty six o'clock in the morning monday through friday wow and the roller starts um start rolling at the time they go from like six in the morning to about two in the afternoon um so when you come in the morning and you'll see four or five suitcases lined up from people coming right off the plane, out of the airport, come to us, pick up the cigars before they go to the airport. And these people are coming from all over the world. They're not just coming from the United States. We have people from Australia, England, uh, Germany, Belgium. They're just one of their biggest spots to come is our place. And it's, it's really, really something that we're proud of. Jesus does an incredible job. I mean, he is, he, he is very welcoming to everybody that comes in. He makes sure everyone feels like they're family when they come in. We don't forget who they are. He can come. You can come in six months later. He's like, yeah, I remember you. Where have you been? You smoked a cigar. He's he's incredible that way. And 
he's the same thing with, with, with the cigars where he comes in and says, you know, I want to do this type of cigar. He'll talk to the blenders and he works side by side with them. And it's not like he's just saying, I want this done. He wants to hear their opinions. He wants to hear what they think might work. And he works really closely with that. And he does the same thing with customers that come in. So we always say, once you come into Martinez, you're part of the family and we have a big family and we're looking to grow it even bigger. Well, yeah, so before we get into the growth of the family, can you tell us about the cigars that are under the Martinez umbrella? Like, what are you, what are you guys offering? Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, we have um, four blends that, we're, that we put out now. Um, the first one is the Don Antonio series, which he named after his father. It's a really nice, mild cigar where it has incredible amount of flavor, creamy, nutty, a little, uh, a little vanilla hint there. So it's a Dominican-Nicaraguan blend. Like I was saying before, a uh, Sumatra binder, and then we offered in two wrappers. The one wrapper is a, um, an Ecuadorian Connecticut, which is really nice. The draw is incredible. The finish is just out of this world. What we enjoy, what we like about this cigar is that it doesn't leave that finish on your palate once you're done smoking a cigar. So for those that are just starting to smoke or do not like a heavy cigar, this cigar is probably the best thing you could smoke. So that's uh, one of our blends. The other one is our Flatiron Series. It's a pure uh, Nicaraguan blend, uh, filler, binder, and then we do it in two um, wrappers. We do a Brazilian Maduro, and then we do a natural Havano, I mean, a natural um, Ecuadorian wrapper on there. And that is a nice medium to full box press, and it's creamy, a little nutty on there, and the, the finish on there, again, is off the charts and it's a big favorite a lot of our customers that like the medium to full cigar and it really really is nice uh the third one is our passion series which is our medium to full as well i just had one has, of those last uh, night actually it's great it's a great smoke it, yeah it 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 smokes really well we have a nicaraguan Honduras blend with the samacha binder and an ecuadorian wrapper really nice earthy leathery notes um, and it has a little bit of a white pepper over the top. So it's, it doesn't overpower you with the pepper. It just sits on top of your palate while you're smoking. So it just gradually grows with the cigar. So you're not getting that, I always say, all hot sauce and no flavor. Yeah. So that's pretty much like we like to keep it at. And then the final one is our, our Pride and Joy that we just came out with in October, which is our 45th anniversary series, which I think Asus knocked it out of the, out of the planet with this thing. It's a, um, special it's a three nicaraguan leaves and a dominican filler uh dominican leaf filler that what he decided to do was bring a little bit of his father's tobacco and what he's been using and merging it to give it like more of a history of what his father and what he's done together and you, you really taste it so it's the three nicaraguans the one dominican as a filler and then we do a cubanito uh binder which is perfect and then we finish it off with two wrappers we do the San Andreas Mexican Maduro, and then we also do the uh, Dominican Havano wrapper, natural wrapper, which is incredible. And we offer those in two sizes, and those are a Torpedo 6x54 and a Gordo Robusto, which is a 5x52. And that one is just, that, that one really is the one that's really putting us out there right now. I'm smoking that one right now. I'm actually smoking the Torpedo right now. And <laughs> I love this cigar, man. It's got... It's got so much going on to it. You get that, that you know, <laughs> I mean, it really is. It's just, it's a fantastic that's cigar. Gr- so That's great. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I really yeah. am. 
So, so you were talking about growing the family and, you know, the, the 45 series kind of putting you out there and everything right now. So, so let's talk mm -hmm. about that for a little bit. You guys right now, historically have always kind of been, you know, New York city, maybe New Jersey area, right? And We're then, pretty much, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so, but so now you're looking to flex and, and get out in the wide, wide world a little bit. We are uh, working on getting out there. From the show, we've picked up, you know, we've gotten a lot of interest from a lot of cigar shops throughout the country. Um, we've just opened up three new accounts. Uh, one is in um, Asheville, North Carolina, called Octopus Garden Cigar Shop. Um, they're out of Asheville. They have nine locations, so we're going to be in all nine locations for them. Um, we're also in... Uh, Carlton, Georgia, at a uh, cigar spot called uh, Boss Cigars. They were actually nominated for Best Cigar Shop in, um, in the, uh, this year's 20, uh, TPE 20 Awards. Great shop. It's one of the most unique places I've seen. Um, it's like a lob cabin. It's, it's something that people should really take a look at. Um, they're carrying as well. And then we just got uh, Jamesport Cigar Company out of Eastern Long Island by Montauk in Riverhead. Um, they're also taking our cigars. They're tied in with this um, Jamestown Farm Brewery. Really unique on how they're doing it. They're right now working out of a big RV. So they turned this RV into a huge humidor and then set up like a lounge area in, in the field where the, where the um, brewery is. And they're moving cigars left and right. So they're taking a bunch. He actually called me this morning about the 45 around 9 o'clock just to tell me how much he loved it on his way to work. And we just hearing that makes us so proud. But those are the three right now. We're working on a couple others, uh, hopefully in Ohio, Indiana, and a couple in Las Vegas. So we're making our, our rounds, and, and, you know, we know it's not a sprint. It's a, it's a long run, and we're ready for that run. Yeah, yes. But you are looking to try and get, you know, your cigars at least, hopefully, at least in, like, maybe uh, a shop or so per state, you know, that way folks yes. have some options. Well, that's what we, we want. We want to make sure we're we're able to handle everything. We don't want to grow too Precisely. fast where we can't. Ha yeah, exactly. Um, we are set up to to carry enough stores. We have that number in, uh, in our in our in our uh, system, but we're also prepared for the growth. We have about ten of the rollers that we have on standby, which is nice to have, and we have a location set. So once we do expand, we have that all. We can transition into a separate location to where. We can have a factory just outside of the city, and what we'll have planned is people that come into the factory here in the city, we will set up tours, bus them up to our bigger location, and then they can see the whole process done right then and there. So we want to be like, um, we call it here, like the Brooklyn Brewery of Beers. So that's our, that's our goal, and we're definitely going towards that. And then we're also focusing on making private blends for particular companies, and that's what we're we're doing for a couple other people right now as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, um, one of the things that I know you guys uh, talk about is just the freshness of your cigars. I mean, you guys, yes. you guys roll them and you got them out. So, um, you know, I know some places they, they talk about, oh, we've aged this for this long and everything else. But, you know, the, the, the freshness a lot of times when guys come into the humidor, they'll, you know, say to the, the tobacconist, you know, hey, um, I want I want something fresh, you know, and everything like that. You guys are definitely putting out fresh product. Yes, we definitely are. Um, our tobacco is aged between 7 to 15 years, depending on the blend. Mm -hmm. But what we really do make sure is that 
when product gets into the stores, those cigars are made within two weeks of, of being on your shelves. Um, we're putting us, we're starting to put a born on date on the boxes to let you know that these cigars are made on such date. And so at least you know they were done. Because the difference is a lot of tobacco that comes in, cigars coming in, are coming in out of the country, sitting in their humidified uh, warehouses, but then they're shipped over and customs. And you never know how long they've been sitting without being really treated. Ours are coming out of off the table, sitting down for like two weeks, packaged, and then sent out to wherever they're going to go, even if it's a retail store or a online order. So you're getting a fresh cigar. They're not sitting four or five months. They're not. They're being done as we go because that's that's the benefit that we have of making cigars here in the states. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So for folks that are um, either not in the New York area or are not near one of your your retail partners in your your growing retail family where can folks find and get some some martinez cigars uh you can find them on our website at martinezcigars.com we have all our lines on on there you can order them online we'll ship them out to you um and we can get them to you anywhere in the united states in three two to three days um and then also internationally we can send them out as well um, one of the things I don't know if I forgot, might have forgot to tell you is um, we're coming out with a new series too. Hopefully, in the we're looking target date in May. Oh, really? Um, yeah, we're looking to do something pretty much special for brick and mortar uh, businesses, cigar shops, and and taking it out offline. So what we're doing is we're going to be debuting a cigar every six months, every every beginning of fall and in spring, and it's going to be called the brick and mortar series. That right there is our commitment to cigar shops to make sure that the consumers not just buy online, that they go into these cigar shops, go see the product, go speak to the people in there, give your money to your local tobacconist, and, and keep that where it should stay and have those businesses working. Because we're a small business, no matter how big we're going to get, we're going to keep that small business mentality and, and have that relationship with everyone that we've been doing business with. So we want that to be able to go back to our, our um our retailers that we're shipping our cigars to and have them exclusively carry these these seasonal cigars, like a craft beer where you come out every fall and spring, we're going to come out with cigars. And one of the ideas that we're having is we're going to want to get feedback from customers, retail owners, and suggestions of what type of cigars or what flavor. And we'll come up with something and see what comes out, and we'll put them out. And there'll be a certain amount that come out every season. And, you know, I think it'd be great. It, it, it brings that money back into the brick-and-mortar and the small businesses can survive and not have to compete so much with the online business. Don't get me wrong, online business is great, but we have to protect these small businesses as well. Oh, definitely. I know Jeff and I, we're always hyping up the brick and mortar. And, you know, but in the, in the reality of the situation, there are people that don't live close to a brick and mortar or have to um, order online yeah. for a variety of reasons. I mean, like, and, and, you know, you're a good example. I mean, you know, ideally people would go to, you know, the, the stores that are carrying your product and pick them up in person. But, you know, for a lot of my listeners, that's just not an option. And so they have mm-hmm. to, they have to hit up your website and order them that way. Exactly. And so it's good that you and guys that- offer, you know, that option, but it's just the reality of the situation. No, it is a reality of the situation. That's why we, we tell customers that come into our shops now, and I, I make it a point to tell them, like, yeah, we live in Alabama, we live in South Carolina, or wherever they live. And I say, go into your local tobacconist and, and let them know that, hey, you should reach out to Martina Cigars. We'll be happy to send some samples to the 
uh, to every shop and say, here's our cigars. You let us know what you think. But we always have to remember, consumers are what drive the market. So if you like our cigars or you want to know about cigars, don't be afraid to ask your local tobacconist and, and say, hey, can you find out about Martinez? Come reach out to us. Send us an email on our website. We'll get back to you right away and send you some samples. And I'm pretty positive that you're going to enjoy what we send you. And we would love to be part of you know every cigar shop that's in this country. And one of the things that we also offer is no matter where you're at, you can be in California, Texas, Ohio, we'll bring a roller out for one of your events so they can see how we make the cigars right at your shop. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I know that, that Tim from the Hill Cigar Company, where Jeff and I frequent, I know he's been smoking a couple of your samples and has really been enjoying them. So we're crossing our fingers and hoping that we uh, get a direct pipeline to your stuff here at our shop. So, Yes, we're hoping to. I mean, once you give us the word, we'll ship them out right out to you. We'll go do an event out there. We'll bring the roller. We'll do everything you want us to do. We'll be out there. Yeah, That's, uh, yeah, any time you guys want. Um, actually, you know, I'm supposed to be talking to Corey Frisbee soon and get on the oh, road with him. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I don't know if I'm excited or nervous, but I'm ready for it. So well, if, he, if, he hand, if he hands you a glass of really thick, clear liquid and just tells you to take a I shot, know. dude, watch yourself. That's that Corey's I, you know, That's That's thick stuff, I heard man. your episode. I heard your episode. Oh, I'm ready for it. Don't oh worry. Oh, my God. It'll put you on your ass. <laughs> but. No, I'm, I'm I'm excited to try this thing. No, but seriously, you know, we met Corey at the um, at the TPE, and we, you know, we hit it off. And you know, he told us his story and how he works, and we really, really were impressed by it, and really want to be a part of what he's you doing. Guys, so, yeah, you guys have a lot of similar um, notes in your in your company histories and stuff. I mean, with him. Yeah. You know, starting his his shop, doing nothing but rolling his own cigars, and hell, not even carrying yep. anything other than his own cigars for I think like the first what year and a half or something like that. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, he uh, he did it all on his own. So yeah, I mean, you're you're definitely uh, hitting the hitting the similar notes. Oh, exactly, and that, and that's where we connected, I believe. And then reading his story really like knocked me off my feet. And it's someone that we really want to do business with, and I think we'll do really successful. And it'll help us get into those those cigar shops in, in those Midwestern um, states. And we're, you know, I'm ready to go on the road room. So we've just got to coordinate our schedules, and we'll be out there soon. And oh, cool. uh, I, I'm looking for, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, hell, hopefully we can get you on the show live and in person, and then uh, in the next uh, little bit, and maybe. Well, uh, that's what we're working. We're working on that. I was just talking to Jesus today before I I got on with you, and uh, after we're done, I'm going to go back and talk to him, and then we're going to. Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, maybe uh, take a flight out to you and sit at the Hill at the Hill Cigar Shop and do a show and introduce the product to everybody there while we're on the air. So, yes, that'd put be, it down as uh, coming out. That'd be great. It's, it's good because I am starting to get a little low on my supply that I got from TPE. I, so, I, you know. I, I'm going to have to give you a personal delivery. Uh, I'm going to have to do that. I'll do my cold retro, too. Just Oh, uh, just my God. Yeah. Dude, okay. So, yeah, I, I love that you brought that up because Jeff keeps talking about this stupid cold retro hail. And admittedly, he does have one of our listeners um, that is messaging me and, and telling me that, no, Jeff's on to something. You need to try this and whatever else. And so, so admittedly, there is at least one person that has backed Jeff up on this. 
But um, I love it. That he, I think it was you that sent me the message that said, you know, I went to the human art. I tried it. And as I was trying it, I'm just thinking, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> I, you know, every time I do it, I just do it for Jeff. But I've never gotten the note that I've had when I lit the cigar. So, but it's just because he brought it up. I have to do it. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a tradition before I light a cigar now. It's like, he, all right, he, I'm there. He's making it a thing. It's that cold retro hail. So, God, he's. He just he, he wills this stuff into existence. I mean, like he gave himself the nickname Gator, and for some reason, I, was, I heard oh, for some reason that stuck. And now you know he uh, is making this cold retro hail, and that seems to be doing something. So I don't know. Maybe he <laughs> needs, just needs to start telling everybody I'm a millionaire, and somehow my bank account. Hey, well, will, like, you know, it's up, funny. You know? I was I was watching uh, Larry David Kirby uh last episode, and uh, the one character gave himself a nickname. And I thought of Jeff when you were talking on your last episode. I started laughing. I was like, oh, my God. I just like Jeff with the Gator. Yep. So it's so funny. Yep. <laughs> he gave himself the nickname. And it's just, and I'm thinking, why, why Gator of all things? Why Gator? But whatever. Well, so, when we get out there, I'm going to have to ask him. Yeah, I was going to say. Sit down and I'm like, what's, what's the reason behind it? Well, it's Gator. So. <laughs> well, awesome, man. Well, where can people find out more information about Martinez Cigars? Again, you can go on martinezcigars.com. Um, they're you, you'll have all information there. Um, you'll see the products that we make. We also do personalized labels for people that want to just order a box for anything in terms of party, birthday, whatever. Just send us the artwork. We'll do that as well. We do a lot of different things, but you can find all our products, everything on that website. Send us an email. We'll get those cigars out to you, and uh, hopefully you'll, you'll love them and, and come back to us and then tell your local tobacconist to get martinis in your shop because I promise you they will not regret it. Well, yeah, they, you guys have the Nick and Gator guarantee as well. So, um, yeah, folks. Thank you, thank you. Any Anybody who's looking for a really good quality, really boutique cigar, you need to look up Martinez Cigars. Dave, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Hey, Nick, thanks for having us on. We look forward to being on with you again when we go out there to see you. And uh, let me know when you go. If you go short before we get out there, I'll send you some more out there. <laughs> Perfect, man. All <laughs> right. Talk to you later. All right, brother. All right. Well, I really want to thank Dave for taking some time out of his day to uh, talk with us about his brand. I love when we're able to bring somebody on like that. And it's not a cigar that's necessarily nationwide or worldwide. Mm -mm. But, you know, they're they're growing exponentially. And, you know, anything we can do to help them get this stick out to well, other people, we want to. And that's, and that's the important thing that they're doing there. They're growing, you, and you hit on it. They're growing, but they're growing in a smart way. Yeah. They realize that they've only got four rollers sitting in that factory, well, factory, their shop. Yeah. And, you know, they can only make so many cigars per day. And, you know, yeah, would they love to be in every store across the country? I'm sure they would. But realistically, they're going to run out of inventory in the first day if they do that. Oh, absolutely. You know? And, you know, and, and that's so the thing is they're controlling their quality smart, right now. Smart growth. Yes. And, well, and you're right. That's another thing is controlling the quality because the last thing in the world you want to do is start banging out cigars and the quality goes out the window. And yeah. that's how you end up like, Kirka. Um, but anyway. <laughs> I knew it. I knew, <laughs> I knew you were going to sneeze right then. <laughs> anyway. Kazoon tight, by the way. Yeah, no problem. Um, so, yeah. So, no, you're going to be hearing a lot more out of us throughout this month about Martinez Cigars because Martinez Cigars was super awesome and provided us with prize packs for the weekly giveaways 
every week in the month of March. So that, that is awesome. So everybody throughout March that wins the giveaway, you're going to get a nice, good gift pack to try of the Martinez cigars. And what what was that goofy name you called it? It's Martinez Madness, baby. You you had three words the first time. You've already altered it. Well, it was Martinez Madness March, but yes. I was not meaning to call it that. It was I was describing. It was saying it's Martinez Madness March. Okay, okay. You know what? The as actual, long as there's a comma, the there. actual term is Martinez Madness. Okay, well I, that's a name I can get behind. Okay, okay. Yeah. Then. So it's Martinez Madness, baby, baby, baby. Anyway, oh, yeah. So Nick, before mm-hmm. we get into our Indianapolis trip, what do you get on your stick? Dude, I'm I'm really digging the flat iron, even though it is a box press. You need to get past that. No, I don't think I will. But but even though it is a bro- box press, it is a fantastic cigar. It's yeah. got a lot of you know subtle spice. I mean, it's spicy, but it's not like knock you hit you in the back of the throat, like knock you down, yeah. you take your lunch money kind of yeah. spicy. Um, <laughs> it's uh, you know why do you have to go to the the cigar bullies? Why why do you have to go there? Because some of these cigars are spicy enough that I can just imagine them just kicking me about the head and shoulders as I lie, lie there writhing on the ground. Yep. But anyway, they no. tap you on the forehead with this a one, yeah, cigar. Yeah, this one's not bad. Um, it's got some spice. It's got some flavor to it. It does have that kind of leathery earthiness, you know. It does, and it's good. It's yeah. a good cigar. It is a flavorful stick, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So Indianapolis, Indianapolis, you started the trip by arriving at my house an hour late. I was dealing with work issues, and I had to bathe. Therein lies the point, folks. He just decided to lounge in the bath for a little while longer. It's you know I'm 50 years old. My joints are kind of weird. You don't take showers, do you? you just no, take I baths. bath. Yeah, just, I take just baths. Take baths. Yes, you, you bathe. I do bathe. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Why is that weird? Because it's like you're just sitting in your own like marinating Jeff, in Jeff my own juices. Stew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just kind of gross. Yeah. But anyway, so and I can I can sit in the tub for hours. Mm-hmm. It's some of my best thinking time. He likes to try and FaceTime call me from the tub, and I will not pick up a FaceTime call from you anymore. <laughs> because inevitably, you either flash me your nipple or you like start painting the phone down or something. It's highly disturbing. Highly, highly disturbing. You're not the only person I do that with, by no, the way. No, I know. Yeah, but it's, I'm, I'm kind of known for that. It's disturbing. So anyway, so you show up at my house an hour late, and then we get in the car. Now, I... Now, in my defense, though, I had to stop and buy you... Salad dressing. That's true. It did work out that you were running late because I did run, need you to run to the grocery store to get salad dressing because yeah. my stepmom lives in Indiana and she has a spring salad dressing pasta from, house from a baby local place here in St. Louis. The, if, if you've never been to St. Louis, the pasta house company, it, it's a chain. Okay. It's an Italian chain. I actually worked there for a while when I left uh, the newspaper business for a couple of years. And, you know, I just, I needed a job that I could kind of decompress. I could go home at night and have to not deal with phone calls till, you know, one in the morning. And I did this and loved it. It was so much fun. I loved working there. The kitchen's impeccably clean. I can't say enough good stuff about the Pasta House Company. So if you're in St. Louis, give it a shot. Try it out. You'll love it. But they bottle the dressing and sell it in stores throughout the St. Louis area. I don't know how much further out it gets. But, uh, you know, you it, it's just a phenomenal dressing for and a salad. they enjoy it. So yep. you stopped and grabbed a couple of bottles, which was greatly appreciated. But anyway, nonetheless, hour late. 
And so we get going on the road. Yes. And Jeff decides that we need to stop in Effingham for lunch. Now, yes. I was hungry as well, and I was ready to stop in Effingham too. So I'm not saying that this is all Jeff. However, the restaurant choice was all Jeff. And we ended up in this Chinese restaurant. After I'd eaten copious amounts of snacks. And I'd eaten all my road snacks at this point I before we got to Effingham. Lie to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to the pemmican in a little bit. <laughs> but um, Shout out to Elizabeth Warren. You know, but the uh, that, that Chinese buffet was a little unsettling, man. Yeah, a little bit. A little and unsettling. I've been, there, I've been there before, and it was really good. But, like, there was a very odd clientele. Like, I thought we it were going to get shanked. group of individuals that when you walked in, they were intimidating, man. Yes. They were, like, standing by the door just like. What a, did you, you know, call it? I called it the den of Yakuza, but, you know, um, I misidentified um, the uh, folks that would. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, it was uh, it was the den of Yakuza Effingham chapter. Yes. But it was it was a thing, man. I mean, and they, staring down the white man. Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> it was uncomfortable. I was like, I was like, do, do I can I do can I eat here? Yes, <laughs> we did. We, forced we did. Our way in, we did. And had some of the oldest tea. Known to man. Yeah, that tea. That I see was definitely it. made like three days prior. Yeah, I had to dump it out. I had to go switch to soda, yeah, which I never lemonade, lemonade first and then yeah. soda, which I never drink soda. Mm-hmm. But the tea was just horrific. It was at least four days old. It was bad. You know, I get that stale, like, yeah, ugh. yeah, it was bad. So, anyway, so after leaving Effingham, that's when Jeff decides he's going to make his uh, pemmican recipe in the car. <laughs> Look, Elizabeth Warren is a distant cousin, and she's running for president. And, you know, we had the South Carolina primary coming up on uh, Saturday, so I wanted to do something in her honor. So she's passed down this authentic pemmican recipe to the family. And essentially, it was a it was beef jerky. It was was Jack Jack Link's Link's beef jerky that Uh, smelled like just rotten cashews you know buttholes in my car <laughs> now nearly rectum free yeah, exactly and uh it was so it was it was beef jerky it was cashew nuts and uh a fig newton a fig newton cookie and i was i was and making was eat- a sandwich out of that and eating, and eating it. that together that was my shout out to pemmican it was the have most, you ever had pemmican it was gross dude uh, watching you eat that was just and i'm so and every time he opened this bag of jack links <laughs> He would just fan the smell all through my car. And Nick's over there just gagging. I'm just over there retching. It was just, it was horrific. It was really good jerky, though. Oh, it was gross. <laughs> so anyway, so now. And, and by the way, I'm not, I'm not related to Elizabeth Warren. Has she dropped out yet? No, not yet. She should. So anyway, so we leave Effingham. Jeff makes his pemmican. And I'm thinking, okay, we'll get to Terre Haute. I'll gas up. And we'll switch drivers. That's when Jeff passes out and proceeds to just snore. <laughs> and I'm like, well, okay, I guess we're not going to switch drivers in Terre Haute now. It was timely. And, because I mean, I'm not going to hand the car over to some guy who can't even stay awake. And, yeah, so I drove the whole way to Indianapolis. Oh, it was glorious. It was like four and a half hours. And then, um, so then we got to town. Five and a half if you count the time change. That's true. That's true. <laughs> God, you and that damn time change. <laughs> then we got to Indianapolis. We checked in and uh, had dinner with my folks. 
And that was that was nice. They could was, not have been nicer. They, they were much nicer they, they, to you. They were very nice and took us out. Well, obviously, <laughs> but took us out to a really nice uh, uh, barbecue place there. City barbecue. Yeah, it was really good. It was good. Good so. turkey. So we did that, and then that evening, you and I went downtown to Nikki Blaine's. We did, and I'll it was a little pinky out for my taste. It, it okay. The lounge itself, Nikki Blaine's, the lounge itself, yes. It's a little um, more upscale than perhaps like I, a Stanley's here in St. Louis. Yeah, it's a little yeah. more upscale than perhaps I normally would frequent. Yeah, um, you know, you have the menu of cigars, and you choose your. You know, no, they did let us go into the humidor and look around. They did. And pick they out were. Our they were, that they way. were very nice about you know that. and everything, but but it was a little bit more you know bougie than perhaps I'm uh, kind of accustomed to. And we definitely wearing our hoodies. We're not dressed for the occasion. We, well, they actually had on the door that, you know, business casual can be enforced by management. But I guess they didn't enforce it for us that night. Yeah. The problem that I had with why, Nikki Blaine's. Why do, you, why do you think I threw out the podcast really quick? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. The problem I had with <laughs> Nikki Blaine's was nothing to do with Nikki Blaine's. The problem I had with going to Nikki Blaine's was the parking situation in oh downtown Indianapolis. Oh, my God. So we're circling the War Monument downtown there. And it's there. beautiful if you've I never mean, seen it. No, it, it's a great, it's a nice-looking area. But, oh, my God, all their parking said that at 11 p.m., like, everything became a tow-away zone. Yeah. And mind you, we're down there at 10 p.m. and wanting to pay to park and everything like that. And, for God's sakes, all I wanted to do was park my car, and everything says that at 11 p.m. it becomes a tollway zone. Every space we found. So we asked the bell or the the doorman at Nikki Blaine's the about hop. it. I, I almost said bellhop. So we asked the doorman at Nikki Blaine's about it, and he's like, "Ah, oh, nah, man, you know, I park there all the time. It's no big deal." And we were just nervous the AF whole the whole time. time. Yep. The whole time, you could have made a diamond out of coal in my sphincter, you know, <laughs> um, because I'm worried about my car getting towed away mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how to get my car back and how I'm going to pay to get and my car back. And I was back. worried about dealing with you if you got your car towed because oh you would have just had an epic God, it would have been a but meltdown. Because I haven't had my car towed since I was in college. And, no and let me tell you, you, I, I don't know if you've experienced it yet. I haven't. But I have an utter hatred for tow truck drivers in Carbondale, Illinois, to the point that when I see them, even now at 38 years old, I will roll my window down and scream at them to go get a real job and quit harassing people and oh everything because they are just vindictive dicks about it. I, I I, mean, I went to go get my parking sticker at the college one time, yeah. and I was literally getting out of the building and walking to my car as the guy was finishing wrenching up my car. And I'm like, dude, I'm right here. I'm right here. And he's like, oh, no, man, I got you. Already up. on the hook. Yeah. Already on the hook. Yeah. So I had to, like, figure out how to get to his place. Oh, and then let's not even talk about the tow truck driver who dropped the hook on the hood of my car oh. and damaged it, but then had the balls to tell me that it was somebody else. Oh, no. Yeah. Can't ever prove it, but, man, I'll believe it till that, the day that I die that he did it. That dent in your hood. Yeah, the hook-shaped dent in my hood yeah. kind of is a little obvious. Wow. But anyway. Were they just were they just sitting in front of the license place waiting for people to pull up so they could tow them before they could get their sticker? I'm pretty sure. God. I, you know what? That's probably a setup. I'm telling you, Carbondale Illinois Tow Company suck, and I will say that all day long. It's a racket, and it's a mafia, and I will say horrible derogatory things to all of them every time I see them. You know, I have a similar story about that that, if you don't mind, I'll throw in. Nashville, We're deviating. <laughs> Na- Nashville, Illinois. 
I was driving through Nashville, Illinois one day, and I, uh, you know, I'm from Pinckneyville, so it's only 18 miles south, but I'm driving through Nashville, and the cop pulls me over, and I'm thinking, I didn't do anything, so I pull over, and he goes, oh, you were speeding, and I said, well, I didn't see a sign, he goes, oh, yeah, there's a sign, it's clearly marked, and I'm like, wait, what? You know, like, this is on Highway 15 headed yeah, out yeah. of Nashville, and I'm like, well, you know, what is the speed limit? He told me, I'm like, dude, that's nowhere. That's nowhere marked like that. Yeah, yeah. So I went back after he gave me the ticket, and I look, and of course, the sign that he's using is covered up by a tree branch. <laughs> and so I took pictures. Yeah. I, you, you know me. I know you. you know. You're going to fight this one. Oh, yeah. I, I went to the mat on this one, and I actually took pictures. I walked out in the middle of the road and took a picture from the center line mm-hmm. of this tree blocking the sign where you can't see it it was it was a speed trap that's all it was it was it was a natural grown speed trap that they were using and so then i went to the police department i asked to see the police chief and show him the pictures he basically told me to go to hell um then i went to the state's attorney's office and i said hey you know what i got a ticket here it's not fair you guys you guys have a speed trap that you've built in and I said, you know, basically that I was going to FOIA for every ticket that was issued <laughs> at that location at, within a half a mile of that location. And um, then I, I drove around and took pictures of all the numerous different speed signs throughout Nashville, Illinois. And there are multiple different, like different areas with different speeds. So it's not like it's 35 throughout town unless yeah, it's a school yeah. zone. They, they purposely vary it up. Yep. So they've got these little pockets where they can get you. And they threw the ticket out. <laughs> they, and when the next time I went through Nashville, that limb was cut down off of that tree. Interesting. Yeah. So my my fit may have saved a lot of people a lot of grief for something they didn't even know they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, so yeah. So my paranoia. But I, but I digress. At Nikki Blaine's was about my car being towed. So we did only enjoy one cigar at Nikki Blaine's. Why in the world on a Friday night in I don't a know. beautiful downtown like that would they basically tell you anywhere is illegal to park i don't know and, and there's no there was no parking garage close i like yeah, we asked i mean that's the thing we asked and some guy was like oh garage but i i mean dude we drove around all over the place i did not see a garage if there was a garage i completely missed it a lot of the signs even said you couldn't park from 6 a.m there were a lot of cops parked along the memorial oh, there yeah. in front of like the hotel and stuff. it's like they were just so laying it's like they were just like waiting yep. for it and i'm just like this is just this is bad news yeah so we only had one stick. I think we probably left there about 11.30, and yes, our car was fine. Yeah. But um, but there were no guarantees. No guarantees. And, and that's the thing. Nikki Blaine's is open until 3 a.m. You and I could have sat there for another four more hours. And in all honesty, we would have. You wanted another I probably, stick. Yeah, I did want another stick. And so it's I probably costing would the have, business. But, when, but when, I, when I pointed out that I wanted another stick, you were like, dude, it's 11.30. What about your car? And I'm like, oh. Yeah. So, no, it's a valid point. It, it, that is something that I think Nikki Blaine's and the downtown businesses there really should address with the Indianapolis City Council because they uh, they are, are – I mean, maybe it's – I don't know. As an out-of-towner, it concerned me. It was maybe very the local, disinviting. Maybe the locals all realize that it's no big deal, but as an out-of-towner – it was in my head the entire time I was there, and it kind yeah. of like hurt the experience. It, they basically set us up to fail. Yeah, yeah. Is is the parking in Indianapolis? But I will say that uh, Mike, I believe, Mike. Oh, the gentleman that that took care of us there at the it could at, not at have been Nick, more accommodating. Yeah, Mike was super cool. Great looked guy. Looked up our podcast up while the we podcast. were there. Yeah. I mean, he was he was a he was a great um, great great 
server at Nikki Blaine's, and so we want to give him a shout-out. So. Yeah, I mean, the place is great. Just Uber down there because God knows you can't park anywhere in downtown Indianapolis. Exactly. So, um, Well, anyway, so from there. Now, the part Nick didn't tell you is that halfway through the parking experience, he, we pulled over. I made him stop the car and get out and let me drive because he was, I was losing his just shit. Pissed. I was pissed. And I'm like, dude, let me drive. I like I like driving in downtowns. And I found us a space pretty quick, although it was a tow-away zone. But, you know, yeah. we still got parked. So anyway, so then from there, um, we went to the hotel to crash. And so we get to the hotel. And we're walking in. And Jeff points out to me that he's having a contraction. Yes. So that's when I told him that the public men's room is right there. Yeah. Because I was not about to let you. No, I was down by the pool. Give birth into into <laughs> our room toilet, and <laughs> so I go down to the room and I'm getting ready, and I laid down and threw on some ridiculousness because who doesn't enjoy watching other people get hurt, right? And forty five minutes forty five minutes passes before I realize Jeff's not back yet. So I send him a text. You all right there, guy? And that's when you came strolling in a few minutes later yeah. with your pants in your hand. Yes. Wanna so <laughs> at some point during this adventure, um, you know, and we've talked about this before. I actually did kind of the same thing up in uh, Chicago. I you don't did. even know if we I talked was, about it on the podcast. I don't know if we talked about you disappearing but for you, 45 minutes. But you woke minutes me up in Chicago because I'd fallen asleep on the <laughs> <laughs> so tired after driving in circles around Chicago for no reason. <laughs> but this oh, time... Oh, no, I just blew smoke out of my cigar. <laughs> I may have just put it out. <laughs> the whole end just exploded. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hot ash oh went God. everywhere. <laughs> um, so, no, this time I was completely coherent the whole time. But, um, <laughs> you know, I it, it, there's, there's a good 10, 15 minutes of just sanitizing the bathroom before I can use it. Because you know me, if I have the choice between going in a public restroom and out in a cornfield, I'll go in the cornfield. Yeah, you will. Yeah, I will. Um, if you know when, if if it's imperative, yeah, I do not like using public restrooms. I'm I'm a germaphobe, so I uh, I took ten or fifteen minutes and just scrubbed everything, sink the walls, the door hand. I mean, just 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 everything. Yeah, it was impeccably clean when I started. <laughs> By the time I was done, but when he was it done, it was a disaster zone. <laughs> I mean, like they needed to call in hazmat. And at some point, I don't know how, but my jeans got wet. I don't know if it was oh my God. during the, the extrication or if it was during the uh, bidet afterwards. But I didn't know what it was. I didn't know if it was on the floor. I didn't know the where it came from. The bidet afterwards. Oh, yeah. So, needless to say. Mind you, public men's room. Yeah. I just walked my way back to the, did the walk of shame back to the hotel room um, in my boxer shorts. Well, I think briefly. And hoodie. Briefly. Briefly, we should address the bidetting afterwards in the public mess restroom. I think we've covered this several times. So, like, if I poo, I'm bidetting. You're using the sink in the men's I, room. I didn't climb up in it because I didn't feel it had the sturdiness that I require. Rip off the wall? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a much worse situation. <laughs> so this was Pipe just... breaking, this water was flying everywhere. Lots of paper towels, lots of soapy water, and just scrubbing furiously. <laughs> Oh but I was clean God. when I got back. So he's holding these jeans. And I look at him like, what did you do? And he's like, I got something on them. So I washed them. And so now yeah, I just it was not, let me point out, it was not poo. He's like, I got I to let them, let them dry out. And but I'm at like, some point oh they got, gosh. it was wet. But at some point they got wet. And 
I wasn't sure what it was, and I just didn't want to chance it. Now, because I have to screw something up in every trip, evidently, I will cop to this. At the end of the evening, I'm trying to figure out how to shut the blinds. Oh, my God. And Guys, this was the best. So the, the way the blinds were set up in the room is there were the, <laughs> there were the decorative curtains on the ends. It's 45 minutes to figure there this out. There were the out. decorative curtains on the ends, and then there were the shears, all right? And so I had the shears pulled, but you could still see the parking lot lights. You could still see the, the, the semi-truck that was parked out there, the brake lights on the semi-truck and everything. And I'm, sit, I'm laying there, and I just can't figure out how to get these curtains shut so i walk in and i tell him i'm like dude i i looked i'm like i can't figure out how to get these curtains shut now this was and jeff's he, and flaw. he tells me no the flaw was i took you at your word mm-hmm. that you checked everything i did not see the blackout curtains behind the shears they were tucked in the very very back corners so we we slept in a spotlight <laughs> the entire night and so yeah there was a lot of light in the room that night and um, I'll be honest, it wasn't, I, I mean, I slept fine. I know. <laughs> I, on the other hand, did not. He, he, on the other hand, did not. I wake up, and this sick son of a bitch has gone down to eat breakfast without me. Well, yeah. Well, I set an alarm for 8 a.m. Because I had been hearing nothing but good things about the cinnamon rolls at our Holiday Inn. They were delightful. And so I wanted to partake. And so I went down to breakfast at 8 a.m. Now, I could have woken you up. Could have didn't but a i assumed you heard my alarm and heard me like getting ready no but b you know quite, i think you even took a shower and i didn't know it quite i did not take a sh- not then oh okay not then but then you know quite honestly did I sleep through the shower later i guess i did yeah okay. so then quite honestly i figured you know if you never made it down i did send you a text while i was down there saying hey i'm down at breakfast if you want to join me yeah but I figured if you never did make it down to join me, I was going to grab like two cinnamon rolls and bring them back for, there you, for go. you. I mean, it was a great like breakfast was, at the Holiday Inn. It, it really was. It was a good breakfast at the Holiday Inn. It was a whole lot of different stuff. Cereal and the eggs and the sausage and the bacon and, and, and biscuits the, and gravy They had even. the pancake machine that Nick basically made them promise him before we checked in and then he never used it. Mm. Because I didn't know there was going to be biscuits and gravy. I know. So I had biscuits and gravy. Turkey and then sausage. I had, had bacon. Copious amounts of cinnamon roll. Yep. And so, anyway, so we had breakfast, and then you and I basically went back to the room and crashed for another so two hours. the funny thing is, I let Nick go back ahead of me. I purposely <laughs> hung back because I closed the blackout he, curtains. He discovered the blackout curtains and shut them. So when I walked in... And, and the I whole time, the whole time at breakfast, I'm talking about how I can't believe this, and we need to go complain. I'd already closed them at that point. And I was just setting. You I up. walk in the room and I see that it's dark, and all I could think is, "Ah, shit," because <laughs> <laughs> I just knew, I knew this is the thing, this is the moment, this is my Nick booked us in Canada moment. Yes. You know, this yep. is the thing that I'm going to catch grief for. So anyway, so you know, he comes in, and yeah, well, anyway. I like the fact you addressed it ahead of me so you could get out in front of it. That was, that was impressive. Got to do it. Got to do it. Gotta you are a politician. It. I got to own like it. it. So so anyway, so yeah, crash so, for another so two we, hours. Yeah, we go back to sleep till noon. So we're supposed to be at Smoker's Choice in Brownsburg to meet um, Rob, who goes by Final Third Cigar. And I, I refer on, to him as Broccoli Rob from The Office. <laughs> oh my God. That's how I remember his name. It's Broccoli Rob. Broccoli Rob. Hang on a minute. Played by Stephen Colbert, by the way, on The Office. And so we were supposed to go and meet Rob at 1230. And 
So at eleven thirty, I set my or I set my alarm for eleven thirty. Woke up at eleven thirty and started getting ready. And mind you, Jeff could not be slower getting ready. <laughs> so we finally old, finally make it out to Brownsburg, probably a little bit before one o'clock. And Rob's already there, so we go in. And let me tell you, folks, Smoker's Choice in Brownsburg. What a nice humidor. Was fantastic. Yeah. The humidor was huge. The bar, they have a, so they have a bar, but it's another bay in the strip mall. So you buy the cigars in the one, one store, and then you just go outside and go into the bar next door. And, you know, so they're not connected right now, but I think right they're now. working they're on They're working on it. Yeah, they're working on it. And so... Um, it was great. It was a fantastic time. And Rob could not have been nicer. No, could not have been nicer. We just hung out with Rob, kind of got to know him a lot, got to know the area, um, had a great time talking cigars and everything with him. Well, let me point and something out. So we're talking to him, and we're talking about our normal debauchery and you know sharing our stupid stories about all the dumb stuff we do. And then we start talking to him. He's talking about how he'd been down in South America on a trip. And I'm mission. like, oh, what were you there for? Yeah, he was a missionary. Was a mission trip. Yeah, he's a church builder. <laughs> we yeah. sat for an hour and a half talking about our stupidity. Yeah. So it was it was a moment. Yeah, it was a moment where I sat there and reflected and said, What did I say? <laughs> how, how ignorant did I get? Oh like, pretty. We got so, pretty ignorant. What sort of debauchery did we admit? Yeah, we to? got we got pretty stupid. But he he could not have been nice. Well, you what know a great what? Guy. He you know, like Jesus, he didn't judge. No. He hung out with the, d- the lowest, sinners, the yes. lowest of the sinners. <laughs> but anyway, so I did talk about Christian Rock for a little bit. I mean, we're not complete degenerates, mm. Mm. not complete, but yeah. ish. Anyway, so he is also a barrel burner, and the event that we were going to at 6 p.m. at Sticks was put on um, by. Uh, Corey, who is a barrel burner. Great guy. And so we wanted to get over there and get to that event because it was a it was an event to support Cigars for Warriors. And so we hung out at Smoker's Choice until it was time Had to leave. Had a couple of sticks there. Yeah. Even, even You even went back into the humidor and bought some extra I stuff. I did go back in the humidor and buy some extra stuff because they had some stuff that I don't see around here, mm-hmm. which was great. And so from there, we went back over to Sticks. Parking and could not have been better. Yeah, parking was infinitely better. And it's weird because, like, you know, the downtown area is not very far from where from where Sticks is. Yep. You know, so, I mean, we weren't very far from, from where we had all the parking issues. I know. Just so bizarre. It really was bizarre. So, yeah, so we parked, and we go up to Sticks. And up. up is the key word there. Up is the key word because I'll admit this event strained us in the worst possible way. <laughs> stairs. Having to climb 25 stairs to get up to this place. Did you count them? Because I did count I'm them impressed. on the way back later. So it was 25 steps and it was coming steep. up, and they were steep. They and, were steep. But man, it was worth the climb. It was worth the climb. This place is great. This is. Uh, Took Nick two or three stops in between. I did not. You were. I was only having to stop because you were in front of me, and you were like, "My knee, my knee." So anyway, um, we get up to the top, and yeah, they've got. They have a humidor. Admittedly, it's not the largest humidor I've ever seen. No, but it was. It was nice, and they had some really good sticks in there. What were and, the ones we got? Um, I had a room one hundred and one farce. You yeah, and I, I, got you a and farce. I both. Yep. You you smoked the farce, uh, Connecticut. I think I had a Maduro. Yep. Or something. Good I don't stick. Remember. I'd never seen it before. 
you know, I mean, it was a, it's a nice little place, and they had, you know, lots of nice leather furniture, and you could sit there, and the best part was you could order off of their menu from the restaurant they had below, which was like an Asian grill. Oh, it was so good. So they had a nice menu of sushi and all sorts of other food and everything. So we started off with a round of appetizers. Jeff got the spring rolls. Yeah. And I got the fried dumplings. Fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Little bit of spice in the dumpling mix. Like I had the pork, and there was a little bit of spice in there. And I found out later that they put just a hint of wasabi in the uh, in the pork mixture there. It was nice. really good. And then um, and then I kind of went a little against the grain, and I had the the little burger sliders because yep. they also have some some pub food and stuff there. And so I had the burger sliders, and they were fantastic because they put the cheese and then they had an onion ring and a little bit of like spicy coleslaw Ooh. on there fantastic little burgers yep and i had uh, fried rice with uh, shrimp and chicken in it and i can't recommend it more it was phenomenal it came out it, it looked it had a really neat presentation they bowled it and then set it in the plate took the bowl off and it, it it was really cool. It looked so good that I actually was highly tempted to do dinner the sequel <laughs> and get myself a rice. <laughs> Which we did, but we'll get to that but later. But I did not do that. And so, anyway, so we sat, we hung out, we got to meet a bunch of different barrel burners. Now, I'm not in the group. You are not in the barrel burners. Nick no. is a barrel burner. I am not. Um, but these couldn't, it, it couldn't have been a nicer group of guys. We've met, yeah. we met a bunch of ash holes last weekend that were great. We met a bunch of barrel burners this week that were great. And the gentleman was there with uh, Cigars for Warriors, too, because they were doing a uh, fundraising event. Exactly. And so it was a great time. I forget how much money they raised. They raised $105 cash. However, they got like over 100 cigars yep. donated to them, which was really, really great. And I bought in on the raffle, and I, you know, they had three tickets for five bucks, and two of my tickets won. So I ended up giving a couple of my sticks. Well, I gave one to Rob, and then uh, gave a couple to the uh, Cigars for Warriors, and then honestly just kept the rest for myself. You, you made out pretty good. I did for five bucks. For five bucks, I won fifteen cigars. Yeah, it was insane. And then we had the gentleman from Rockford that he that gave us each a stick too out of the pack that he'd won. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, there um, were there. There, no, there we walked couple. out of there with quite a few. It was, I'm trying to remember, that one was called, I think, it was a protocol. Yeah, the protocol. Cigar, yep. yeah. And, you know, this gentleman and his uh, wife could not have been nicer. They drove all the way over from Rockford for the event and then drove back that night. Yeah. She had to be at work at 6 a.m. It was dedication because they yeah. probably drove a solid five hours from Rockford to get there. And then partied and then drove back. They had back. people from uh, Ohio there. There were people from Indiana, yeah. Illinois, and Ohio from That's the, crazy. For this event. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was, it was a good time. I'll tell you, you want to hang out with a good, good group of guys, go hang out with these people. Because yeah. they were just rock solid. So We had such a good time. We did. And so anyway, so we, um, we had that event. And then from there, we're driving back to the hotel. And... This is when dinner, the sequel, kicks in. I just kind of, you know, it was you one peckish. of those things. I was just a little peckish. Yeah. Just a just little a peckish. To the point that I, I actually said something to Jeff. I'm like, would you judge me harshly if I just ran through a drive-thru? And he laughed and said, I was thinking the same thing. Yep. And so we, we had every intention of just going through a drive-thru until we saw the sign for Twin Peaks. Yes. Which is... We're, you know what? It's hard to turn down a restaurant. It is hard to turn down a restaurant. Yeah. And so and I've been there before and enjoyed Twin Peaks. It's it's a the, you know the food's good. Yeah. So we went there and that's where Jeff made friends with our waitress Callie. 
she was so nice. <laughs> she was like three feet tall, but she was so nice. <laughs> it was funny. And, and it, she she started talking to us and like fell in love with our stupidity, of course, which tends to happen. Tends to happen. And then begged us to take a picture with her, which we'll, we'll have to throw that up on the socials. Yeah, we... Uh... But yeah, we we did not ask her to take. She wanted to take a picture with us. Well, they took a picture. The group of waitresses took a picture with this gentleman over at the table Having next his to birthday. us because it was his birthday. And apparently, he was a NASA astronaut. Yeah, I don't. I'm know not what sure was what was the, going on the there. Coat, but yeah. anyway. And so you know, she she took she was part of the group that took a picture with him. And so then from there, she comes over and checks to see how we're doing. It's like you guys want a picture. And I'm like, meh, you know, because I mean, <laughs> you know, realistically, do I care? No. I mean, you know, it's like, but it was, but I mean, whatever. She was excited about it. So yeah. we stand up to take the picture with her. God love her. And she couldn't have been a nicer kid. She mm-hmm. was just, she was just wonderful. And then that's when we realized how short she really is. Because we've been sitting yes. at a tall top table and we had to lean down to get in the picture with her. <laughs> Bless her heart. She was so cute. Yeah, she was just a sweet kid. So, so if you're if you're in the Indian- Indianapolis area and you decide to go eat at Twin Peaks, look up Callie. Tell her tell her Nick and Gator sent you. Well, and she specifically said that she was going to listen to the podcast and she wanted to hear the shout out. So, this is this is our shout out. This to is Callie. our shout out to you, Callie. She was a great waitress, took really good care of us, looked after us. I got the venison chili, which in hindsight was probably a bad idea mm-hmm. for the hotel stay that night, mm-hmm. but very gassy. It chili. was problematic. Yeah. But it was good. You, know, you had some wings, some boneless. I did have some boneless wings. They yeah. were good. They it were was, tasty. It was it was uh it w- it was a nice meal, the sequel. So we got back to the hotel and pretty much just crashed. And the next morning we had breakfast at eight AM with my dad. And let me tell you, getting up and getting ready to make that breakfast oh. was a chore. Not, And the thing is, we needed to have breakfast that early because we needed to get on the road. Well, and we also had to go find a store, but that's yet to come. We'll get to that. Yeah. Nick needed beer. Well, we'll get to that. So <laughs> so we needed to get going at a decent time. Yep. And, so and it worked out well. To it get worked up out well. Going. We got going. Went and had breakfast with my dad at IHOP, and then from there got on the road. And that's when I realized I wanted to stop for some Yingling beer because yeah. Yingling. He'd been is, talking about it all weekend. And it I is America's him. oldest brewery, so you know it's it's an American beer, and it's only available in like thirteen or fourteen states. Yeah. And the farthest west it comes is Indiana, and so typically when I go out there, I like to grab some. So that I can bring it back. So I remind Nick, hey, don't forget your beer. And at that point, we start searching. But the problem for a was, he Myers reminded me. Store. You reminded me of that as we were circling the south side of Indianapolis. <laughs> so by the time I then Google Meyer near me, we didn't have a lot of options at that point. And so um, we ended up deviating over to a Meyer that was about, I'd say, half an hour off yeah. the highway. And I go in, I find the beer, I go to the checkout counter, and it's 10.30 a.m., and apparently it is illegal to sell alcohol in Indiana prior to noon on Sunday. So that entire trip off the highway blew an hour to not get beer for nothing i got my cherries you did get your cherries at myers grocery stores and i'm used to these a little more up up north you know up in chicago kankakee all over up in there you know the northern part of the state 
and they have dried cherries that I guess they get from Michigan or wherever, wherever you get cherries. But they have these really good dried cherries, and I wanted some. So we got those, and we go up, and I, at least I got my cherries when we checked out. So I'm glad he got his We're cherries. We're beerless. So at this point, we hit the road, and mind you, mind you, Jeff started the drive from what? I made it a good 25 minutes. Yeah, you, you started the drive from IHOP to um, Meyer. Yeah. So yeah, you maybe put in. Maybe 40. You maybe put in a solid 40, 45 minutes. Yep. And at this point, he's like, I'm exhausted. I can't drive anymore. I took a nap. And you did. I did. You passed out on me. Yes. Like straight up like. <laughs> <laughs> he says I do a moan snore. <laughs> in the background i mean it was just like it was bizarre (laughs) and so i'm driving i'm listening to the cigar authority and i've got that down low and he's snoring and the heat from the sun is coming in my window and heating me up and it took everything i had not to pass out oh my god so finally we get to Terre haute and it's Terre haute's like the last city before the indiana illinois border and so we get to Terre Haute, and I figure this is my shot to get my beer. Yep. So we stop, we get gas, Progress. and we go down there. And sure enough, I got there at like 12.15, got my beer, and hit the road. And Jeff made me drive. No, wait, you drove at that I drove. point. You I did drive over. at that point until we got to Effingham when you tried to get me I to tried. switch. But this is my brilliance, folks. Oh. We get to Effingham. Because he, he pulls off thinking that he's going to have me drive. And I'm like, dude, I need to at least eat something. And I'm like, go over to that cute, you know, he chip- could, no, I'm like, no, go over to that Chipotle. Let me point out here. He couldn't just get a hamburger no, or I a wanted, sandwich. I saw Chipotle. I wanted Chipotle. So he got a burrito bowl. But I thought we were going to stop. I didn't realize you wanted to keep going. I wanted to get home, man. I was so, I was worn out. So at this point, I go in. I get my burrito bowl and my chips to go. And I pretty much proceeded to force him to sit there and drive. The rest of the way. Was it the whole rest of the way? I made it back. I made it back. It was the rest of the way. I basically, (coughs) by doing that, forced him to drive the whole rest of the way back. It was brilliant on my part, folks. Brilliant. I'm not going to lie, guys. It it really was. I got to give him credit. Brilliant. Because I wasn't going to make him He sat there and ate this basically rice and lettuce bowl with chip by chip and i had to just sit there well, and listen that's what to i it. do with burrito bowls is instead of eating it with the fork you know scooping it what i do is i get chips and i basically use it to make like nachos and so yeah it worked out really really well for him it did it worked out really well he did give me some of the leftover chips so that was a bonus because i was out of pemmican at that point mm-hmm Thank God. <laughs> well, so. after Warren lost, you know, so handily in South Carolina, I figured, yeah, no more pemmican. No more pemmican. Yeah. So, so then we got home. Uh, but did I mention Elizabeth Warren should drop out? Anyway. So Amy Klobuchar did today. We, oh, my God. <laughs> so we, we got to my house. And now, mind you, this is the trip. So did Buttigieg. He suspended his campaign, too. Okay. So we got to my house, and that was essentially the trip. Now, I want to point out. Over the course of the trip, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Jeff was exhausted Oh, the really? whole time. In fact, while we were at Smoker's Choice, he even left Rob and I at the table to I go did. and get one of the big leather chairs and sit and take a power nap <laughs> because he was so tired. I was really worried because I didn't want to be like rude to Rob. 
but I couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So he's exhausted the whole trip. And then now today, as we're sitting here recording, he's complaining about how exhausted he is. Oh, I am. I'm just wiped. Just wiped. Yeah, I'm wiped out. So I think there's something medically wrong with you, dude. Oh, likely. Yeah. No, I'm I'm convinced yeah, I, there probably is something wrong with me because I actually took the day off today. I dealt with a lot of stuff over the phone, but uh, an email. But I just I needed a day to recoup. Yeah. I was wiped out. Yeah, we're recording on uh, Monday, you know, for the Tuesday morning podcast. But it uh, it has been a down day for me for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be the trip to Indianapolis. It was such a good time. It was a good time. Like I said, a little less stupidity than the trip to Chicago. But all in all, it was a good time. So before we get into our Ask the Boys segment. Yes. Um, what are you getting on your stick here? I'm still getting a lot of spice and some um, leathery flavor, earthy kind of flavors and everything else. And again, we're smoking the uh, Martinez Flat Iron. Beautiful, beautiful uh, hand-rolled stick. It's a uh, box press, and I can't say enough good stuff about it. These guys make quality. They do. They really do. That's that's why I'm really happy that we're able to share some with um, folks during this month with our giveaways. Absolutely. Which we will get to the giveaway here shortly. But first... Ask the boys. Ask the boys. So it is a bit of an abbreviated Ask the Boys here. Um, We only have a couple of questions, but that's all right. You know, I mean, we're getting into uh, we're getting into the Indiana trip, so you know we can kind of go a little slower with this one. But um, we've got two cigar questions. And we've got a political question. Okay. So why don't we go ahead and start with the political question? Let's do it. And we'll go there. So this question comes to us from Instagram follower Kermudge Jim. Okay. And (laughs) this is going to be interesting. So he has a suggestion regarding split government services and taxes. He wants to split government services and taxes. Basically, those who want socialist services and free stuff can pay a 70% tax rate, and those of us who prefer the free market services will remain at a lower tax rate. He says you can expand the VA hospitals to federal health care services, and they can go there, while the rest of us could go to private insurance hospitals. At that point, he believes the role of government would be to protect the citizens, i.e. the military, and provide access to services based on what the citizen gives the funds for what they want to use. Hmm. I think it would be a nightmare to manage, Basically, it's a pay-as-you-go kind of system. Yeah. I agree it would be a nightmare to manage. Um, It'd be... I I think the, the general discontent with that statement and everything is that our government, by and large, has overreached the... um, the parameters in which it was designed. You mean uh, defense and infrastructure? Uh-huh. Yeah. And interstate commerce. And that's, so now, that's also in there. And so now it's doing way more than it was supposed to do, and we're well, kind of having and, to deal with and that. And you can make the argument it's unsustainable what we're doing. Exactly. And, you know, so and, and to, to get too political here, but you have a whole bunch of people um, running for president right now that are just simply running on giving everything away. Yeah, yeah. 
And the, the problem I also see with, you know, me paying the regular tax rate and these people paying the 75% tax rate is 75% of nothing really doesn't bring a lot in. That's another valid point because the people that are going to be paying next to nothing are going to be the people that have the means to afford to pay for it themselves. Yeah. And so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, true. That's, that's a valid the problem. point. You need, you need people that are producing to cover the people that aren't. And right now we got too many people in the boat not rowing their oar. Yep. Which tends to happen. You will have that. So... Well, okay, so moving on, we will now get to the question from Buffalo Bush Outdoors. And he um, wants to know, he's writing this question while listening to our etiquette conversation. He wants to know our view on someone smoking a Drew Estates infused cigar in a lounge. He's said he's heard arguments go both ways on appropriateness, and the one thing that he always lands us on is that they are as much of a premium cigar as a non-infused cigar. I, I would tend to thoughts? agree. I would agree with that. I would agree with that as well. I get the people that are kind of like, oh, acid, you know, oh, it smells, blah, 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 and everything else. But at the end of the day, what I think all of us need to remember is we all have different palates. We all like different things. And there's a lot of premium cigar smokers that have entered into the world of cigars through the initial smoking of an acid. Yeah. Well, and I would say it's it's a good starter cigar for a lot of females that want to come in and enjoy. And let's be honest, I, I like sitting and talking to females in the lounge and talking about what they like. And a lot of them start off with a tobacco special or an acid or, you know... Gold, that, that's kind of what gets them Gold going. Coast Goddess, yep. uh, her favorite cigar is what? The Sweet Jane? Yeah. Which is an infused cigar via Deadwoods. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, which is a Drew Estate sub-brand. And so, you know, yeah, I mean, I don't see the, I guess I just don't see the problem. Because if you're in a lounge, and, and that's the other thing. If it's a busy lounge, if one person is smoking an acid, yeah. are you really going to smell it over the cigar smoke produced by everybody else in that lounge? True. I mean, maybe if you're right next to it, but... But regardless, let them enjoy their like, stick, you're enjoying your stick. I don't feel stick. as though it's an offensive smell. No. Now, look, if somebody's sitting in a lounge and they're lighting up weed, you well, know, that's a whole, that's a whole different, different conversation yeah. for a lot of different reasons. Yep. You know, I know in, in Illinois, they've been talking about, and they may very well have passed a law, I don't know if they have or not, that allows for marijuana consumption in tobacco lounges. Yeah. I don't want to sit in a lounge with somebody smoking weed because I don't want the contact high from it. Well, and, you know, you're getting secondhand smoke in a lounge. But like you said, you're going to get a contact high if somebody's in there smoking marijuana. And you know what? And not not everybody has a job that allows them to do that. Precisely. So, I was going to say, we sit in a lounge yeah. over at the Hill with a, a handful of people, both cops and public works employees. Judges. And things like that. Judges. Yeah. That are uh, subject to drug, random drug testing. What happens if, like, you know, Strong's in there one day and someone lights up some weed and he catches it and, you know, before he can go out and start plowing the snow in St. Louis, you know, he gets popped, he gets popped uh, yeah. for a random drug test and suddenly he picks up because some guy in the hill decided to li light up some marijuana. Yeah. It's just, that's not right. It's not, it's not going to work. But it's nowhere near the same, That that's a whole different conversation than an acid or an infused cigar. Personally, I don't have a problem to with someone lighting up an acid. Their own. So, exactly. I mean, it's it's not the end of the world. Nope. But so, the next question, and final question. Shoot, your buddy your buddy over at uh, Cigar Talk was smoking backwoods. 
<laughs> we'll get to that in a minute, too. <laughs> but, yeah. So um, our next and final question comes from the Purple Lady 8. And she wants to know, she says that she personally cannot live without an LFD digger. And she wants to know what is the one cigar that you can't live without. I can tell you Nick's right now. The Perdomo I've thought about this. Super Toro. I will. That is. This is a hard question. Because I do really, really enjoy Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary uh, Champagne Super Toro. Yeah. And if I had to answer, I'd probably go with that. But what I will say is that would be a really hard decision to make because part of what I love about smoking cigars is the variety, is the ability to have that Perdomo to start my day. But then from there, move on and try something else and something else i mean the ability to jump around and try different stuff i don't understand the folks that that smoke exclusively one cigar and don't move on and try other things yeah i love the ability to try other well, things and us doing this podcast has really made me branch out because uh-huh. i'm i'm a connecticut guy i smoke connecticut you know shade grown cigars and i've you know like the cigar we're smoking right now by martinez is not a cigar that i would probably have picked up and tried I'm glad I did because it's really good. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's helped me branch out a lot. So so what's your cigar? If I'm going to go with the Perdomo Champagne. What, you know, I've what, got, what I've got my top five. With? I'll tell you the one cigar, and I don't smoke it all the time because it's, it's a little pricier stick for me. Um, but the one cigar that I would truly, truly miss if it was to go away would be the Leaf by Oscar. Okay. I love well, no, it's not necessarily what's going to go away. It's it's. Well, I'm saying if, if, if it was... If you were gun to your head, you could only have one cigar the whole rest of your life. Leaf by Oscar. Okay. Yeah. It's the, the Connecticut, um, and, and I'll even smoke the other ones, but I just, there's something about that tobacco, that, that kind of creamy, nutty flavor that it's got that I really yeah. enjoy. And it's not one that I smoke every day, but it if I had to pick a cigar, it would probably be that one. Well, that's fair. That's fair. And I'll say, for her to say the LFD digger, man, she <laughs> she likes a strong cigar. I was say, I and a big th- I cigar. Not had that. So, yeah. Um, oh, we need to do that. Okay. We need when we finally get strong on the show. Yes. That's when we is need. Is that is that one of his sticks? Strong, the LFD digger is strong stick. There you go. So if when we finally get strong on the show to talk about whatever. And get past his shyness so oh, that he can come on and talk. Strong is shy? Wait a minute. I know, what? right? Oh, come when on. we finally get him on the show, we're going to smoke the LFD digger. I'm all in. Well, very cool. Well, folks, make sure you send us your questions for Ask the Boys. Um, we want to continue this segment and everything, and but we can only do that when you're asking us questions. I, so. I enjoy this segment. Yeah. Because it branches us out into talk about things that we don't necessarily have planned and um, you know, for me, that's kind of fun. I like, you know, shooting from the hip. So make sure you're sending us questions via Instagram uh, direct message, either to The Cigar Pulpit or Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. Or make sure you go over to CigarPulpit.com and use the Contact the Pulpit page to submit your questions there. That's awesome. Thanks, guys. So as Jeff pointed out during the Ask the Boys segment, I would like to give a shout out here to Bryant over at Cigar Talk. He is back from his uh, knee replacement surgery. So glad he's back up on his feet. Oh yeah, definitely glad he's back. And apparently he got really bored doing uh, nothing but watching TV. So he just 
threw in on his exercise really, really quickly and managed to get that rehab going quickly. So that's great. I'm glad to hear Brian's back. And I'm even more glad to see the pictures that he posted to his Instagram page that he did smoke the backwoods. Yes. And, in fact, he could only track down a five-pack of, of the them, honey. Of the honey. Yeah. And so he uh, he's still got four more to go. So I think that's great. I mean, you know. Now, realistically, are the 49ers going to make it in the Super Bowl the next four years straight? Or ever again? I mean, well, <laughs> ever again is a bit of a stretch. I, in I'll our give, lifetime. I'll give them credit that maybe they'll make it back again. But but they're definitely not going to make it back in the next four years in a row. So I just want to know what he's going to do with those other four cigars. He should bring them on when he comes on the cast with us, and we'll all smoke them together. That's a horrible idea, It's Jeff. a great idea. I, this was a bet he had to answer. It's not one that I plan on Oh, answering. no, I'll step up. I know you will. I don't mind smoking a backwoods. You I'm not proud. You smoked corn silk when you were 16. Of course you're not going to mind a I backwoods. Did. But anyway, so, nope. Bryant, good job uh, on the backwoods there, buddy. There you go. So, And then uh, I guess we will go ahead and move into the weekly giveaway. Now, yes. I did hear from Luke Stutler. So Luke, Luke did get in touch with me, so we are good there. And he was our fourth drawing, if I'm not mistaken. He was our fourth drawing. And so, no, we are good on Luke, and so that's great. We finally... Uh, we had three of our four winners uh, collect their prize. Yep. Well, I mean, I need to mail Luke's out to Well, him, yeah, but, but, I mean, they've, they've, they've reached out and uh, contacted us. Yeah. So as per the rules. As per the rules. So now we are... In Martinez Madness Month. Yes. And so we are going to be sending out a prize pack consisting of six Martinez cigars. And the first person who is going to be the lucky recipient of that Ooh. will be... Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? It's going to be Walter Wyman. Walter Wyman. Walter Wyman. You have just won... The first of the five Martinez Cigars prize packs that we have for March. You'll like this. There are five Tuesdays in March. So there you go. we get an extra person that gets to partake in the Martinez Cigars. Yay. So, Walter Wyman, you have until Monday to reach out to me via email. Just send me an email at nick, N-I-C-K, at cigarpulpit.com. And just tell me your shipping address, and I will be glad to get these cigars sent your way. And all we ask is that when you receive them, you just take a picture of yourself with the prize and either send it to me or post it on Instagram and, and tag me in it. And then that way, um, you know, we can, we can share it because we want people to see that we're actually, like, sending this stuff out and that, you know, they can win fun stuff. It's not a theater of the mind. It's You're not. getting stuff. I swear to God, people are getting stuff. People are getting stuff. You know? Like, you know, Calvin Bush, he got his uh, Gator pack, his Gator prize pack consisting of a lighter and a cutter. And uh, Craig Lazenby got his uh, stuff from Drew Estates. Yep. So, yeah. And then uh, Luke's going to get some more Drew Estates swag. Yep. Because Drew Estates took care of us in February, but Martinez is taking care of us in March. There you go. So, And by us, we mean the listeners. Exactly. And so if there's any other manufacturers out there that wish to donate some sweet swag for our listeners for the weekly giveaway, you can also reach out to me via nick at cigarpulpit.com. And I would be more than happy to um, 
promote your brand and, and push it out to our listeners via the weekly giveaway. There you go. This is also a good time to go ahead and uh, hit on the socials here. So this is how people can actually sign up for our newsletter and get entered for the prize pack. We are available on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit as well as Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. That's my page. We're on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. And then you can go over to CigarPulpit.com and reach out to us via the Contact the Pulpit page. And that is also where you sign up for the email newsletter, which will be going, the first one will be going out later this week. And basically, that is how you sign up for the weekly giveaways. If you, As long as you're signed up for the newsletter, you're signed up for the giveaways. As soon as you drop off the newsletter list, then, well, you know, now you're SOL on the uh, giveaways. Yeah. But So just stay you're signed dead up. To us. Stay signed up for the newsletter. And I promise I'm not going to spam you and I'm not going to sell the list. I will sell the Gator list if I'm ever them. able to get a hold of the list. I just want everyone to know that. But you're going to get like one email a month from me, and that'll be about it. And so well worth it. It will a be lot worth of, a it. A recap of our dumb for the month. And various other things yeah. that I think are important actual, that I want to share with you. Actual news. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so no, sign up for the newsletter, win some swag. Now, coming up on the Friday podcast, we're going to be dipping back into the My Monthly Cigar Box. Yes, we did receive the March My Monthly Cigar Boxes while we're here in Indianapolis. And so coming up on Friday's show, we will be cracking open the box and seeing what's available and smoking one of those. Which brings me to my point that My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service where you can have boxes of cigars shipped to you at your home every month. We get the Robusto box, which is four cigars for $30. They also have the Presidente box, which is eight cigars for $50. And it's two of each? Two of each from the Robusto box. So it's a good, a good box for you to get if you're going to be smoking with a buddy or, you know, dad or brother or something like that and want to share. So then um, uh, when you do sign up, make sure you use offer code PULPIT, P-U-L-P-I-T, that gets you free shipping on the first box, or it gets you 20% off any of the items in their online store because they do offer some other items as well as the cigars that are available in the boxes. That's awesome. And right now they're doing a deal with um, the Filthy Hooligan for St. Patrick's Day. They're selling boxes and they're selling five packs of and the Alec, Alec Bradley Filthy Hooligan. We will be smoking that cigar for St. Patrick's yes. Day so you can smoke along with us. So definitely make sure that you pick up some uh, Filthy Hooligans so you can smoke along with us. And I'd like to point out that if you use offer code PULPIT, P-U-L-P-I-T, you get 10 bucks off the five-pack. That's a deal. That is a deal. And deal. we would also like to point out, as a final note, that My Monthly Cigars has an MSRP guarantee. So the MSRP of all of the sticks within the box is guaranteed to meet or exceed the price of the box. So February was, I believe, a $42, $43 box. Somewhere in that range, yeah. And it cost 30 bucks. So you're getting a, you're getting a, a value. So. And you're getting to try sticks that you may not normally find at your home brick and mortar. And again, I, I know I preach this all the time. You find a stick you like, tell your shop if they can get that in for you. If you like it, other people are going to like it, and it's good for the brick-and-mortar stores that we want to support wholeheartedly. Definitely. Definitely. So, so Jeff, as we're wrapping up the episode here, what are your final thoughts on the Martinez Cigars Flatiron? This is a good stick. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I am done with it. You are. I'm still finishing up. I've yep. got the nub left here, but don't want to give it up. But, yeah, it is a really, really good stick. It's a lot of. It's got some good... Good spice to it, not overwhelming spice, yeah. but 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 definitely noticeable, definitely present spice to it, and it has that kind of 
leathery taste to it and everything as well. I mean, it's a it's a quality cigar. It really is. Well, and I've never smoked anything from these guys that isn't good. Yeah. Well, and I've had three of their cigars now. I mean, they don't have um, uh, a very expansive uh, line of cigars. I mean, they have, you know, they have a few. They're doing what works, though. That's the thing. They're concentrating on what works. And I really enjoy the 45 series that they came out with last year to celebrate their 45th anniversary. And but but this this flat iron this is the first time I've had the flat iron and I I love it I mean even though it's a box press I I did enjoy it hey I love a good box press so I, I got know, no problem know. with that at all so yep I I can't uh, endorse this cigar uh, enough well folks when you get the uh, Martinez cigars in our weekly giveaways or when you order your own. Let us know what you think Absolutely. of the Flatiron or various other cigars in their line. Yeah, you, you, I can say this. I haven't found one I don't like at this point. Yep. Great cigars. There you go. So, Well, Jeff, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. It has. I'm Nick. I'm Gator. And we're signing off. So, everybody, stay smoky. Stay smoky.